You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. Oh, boy. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing Sons of Anarchy, Season 5, Episode 12, entitled Dorothy, which we don't know why. First one I haven't been able to figure out in quite some time. Right, and I, some I th- time. which I think hopefully you fans will reveal that to us yes. as the week goes on. Why? We've had some people saying, is it short for Darth Vader and a father-son relationship between Clay and Jax? But anyway, before we get to that, I want to introduce my old lady, my co-host. <laughs> right? Who is it? Chrisley. They all know who you are anyway. That's the reason everyone tunes in. But we Aww. have two very special guests with us tonight as well. We have John Campia from AMC Theaters. John, what's your official title over there? I'm the editor-in-chief of Movie News over at AMC Theaters. And super fan of Sons of Anarchy as Massive well. Sons of Anarchy fan, yes. And it, so I'm a little geeked out right now, actually. <laughs> oh, because of us? No. Well, not you. Yeah. Because, because, we're, so, because we're such geeks. <laughs> yeah. But now you're super geeked out because of our other guest star. Yes, sir. The one, the only, Mr. Chris Reed, a.k.a. Filthy Phil, star of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, great to be back. Like, we are so excited to have you back here. Hey, I am too. And, like, what an amazing show. And it was great yeah. to have, well, you know, it was great to have John, you know, because you, you, it's another fan, but you you were figuring out some stuff before we did, which we loved. So I, You know what? Life. I don't often get to watch Sons of Anarchy with anybody. Usually when I watch it, like, I'm watching it, like, a tape delay, or I'm watching it recorded afterwards, I'm usually by myself. It's actually a lot of fun to get to sit down with other people and watch it. Can I tell you, we get more fan mail that people say the same thing they watch the show alone and they're really grateful mm-hmm. to have you know Chrisley and myself and, and this show because of that and it's funny I had the same conversation with I'm going to name drop right now but Howard Stern he's like no Beth's not into that stuff and I you know, I watch it alone it's really cool and, I, and I'm the same way you know Marie, my girlfriend does not really like this show she's not against it but it's just not you know her cup of tea so I don't know if there's a bunch of us like like biker loner types <laughs> who just really enjoy the show Chris have you heard that from other um, people not really you know no? I, I've actually heard kind of the opposite a lot of people who okay. get together with like their friends and making an event and make like reaper shaped cookies and stuff <laughs> I love that no and I love hearing that but why uh, am I not invited to these parties I want reaper shaped cookies yeah well, I don't know any I, not that I, sh- I shouldn't say I don't know anyone this season I know a lot more people that have started watching but like through them. the beginning of it seasons one and two people were like sons of who you know it can go both ways you know um, I have people over my house you know almost every week to watch it and that's kind of fun because you get a little bit of the push like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen um, but, like, this last week, I was in Las Vegas with my family, and it was horrible 
because most people don't. My mom and my aunt wouldn't stop talking throughout the entire thing, and my uncle, <laughs> my uncle Joe, oh, watching it, they wouldn't stop. Oh. They would not shut up. And I'm like, I know what happens, and you're making it confusing for me. <laughs> okay, so wait, what were they talking about? About everything, every little silly detail that has no, <laughs> no, uh, nothing. It it has no bearing on what's going to happen later on. But they, at least, at least they were talking about the show. It's true. It would have been worse if they were talking we had, about we the had, commercials. We had, we had a, a Liz and Dick screening party. Ooh. A tongue-in-cheek one, red carpet and everything. And you know what? Like, a couple of outsiders who, like, you know, got into this that weren't properly vetted were talking during the whole no. screening. And finally it Not was allowed. like, all right, get out. Like, we just, I snapped. I was like, get out of here. Like, we, we I, I... It, whether I'm laughing at something or anyone, I want to watch it, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that would drive me bananas. Oh, we had to rewind it like 10 yeah. times. <laughs> that was why terrible. I watch alone. See? Yes. Why I watch alone. Is that why you watch if, alone? Because if the dog moves the wrong way, I'm like, shh, we did no tonight. barking in Sons of Anarchy. Somebody tonight was talking loud, Marissa. Somebody was talking loud outside of the uh, the screening room, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was I was seeing red, and then they yes. it, they were quieting down. I think it showed there's certain shows like this and, and, and I think Mad Men and Boardwalk and Homeland and Walking there's a lot of these shows that you no just no distractions you can't you just Mm-mm. you have to watch everything in fact we do we put on the closed caption for that reason just so we don't miss anything right even in the, in the dialogue it's not just so you can understand what Chib says <laughs> well that's uh, <laughs> Jackie you know, this show you can't boy. miss a yeah. second if you miss a second, you could miss something that's really I'm big. So, in I the still show. get people tweeting me asking, you know, or uh, mentioning on Twitter, like, "Hey, when did you get at the table?" I'm like, "Dude, it's been yeah. twelve then. episodes Hell now." Yeah. But you know why it's a show you have to pay attention to every single second? This is what I love. One of the things I love about it so much is that so many shows on today, they feel or they believe that their audience are morons. And that they any point that they want to make, they have to hit the audience over the ham over the head with a hammer over and over and over again. It's like, do you get it? He's having an affair with her. Like, and they got yeah, Sons of Anarchy especially. is so steeped in subtlety. Like every word can have meaning mm-hmm. three episodes later. And that's one of the things I love about this show so much is that you never feel like they're hitting you over the head with it. They're letting you discover it, and they trust you as the audience to pick up what's happening. And and I just love that about the show writers. I agree completely. And, you know, as an actor, it, it kind of feeds into your paranoia because you'll read a line. You're like, wait, does this mean I'm going to get run over by a concrete truck in three episodes? I mentioned something about I, I would imagine this the, these kind of cable shows with his law of death, they have to be very stressful because... No, really. Like this is your bread and butter, and to like yeah. know that you, you you're right. You could read a line and easily interpret it as I'm going to be killed in three episodes. Yeah, absolutely. It happens in which is scary. Every script. Even just when you say yay, you're like, oh, does that mean? I'm dead? You know when John <laughs> John when do networks is my question. Is when do networks start have now with with Suns getting these numbers and Walking Dead getting the numbers they're getting? When do networks wake up and start trusting their audiences? to put out smarter stuff rather than this like week to week stuff that's very two dimensional uh, the answer is is simple when audiences start telling them to mm-hmm. but the reality is look I, I, I have this problem with bad movies all the time my realm is, is film and the right. world of film and it's like when will they stop making this you know piece of crap part 5 and piece of crap part 6 and I say when you stop paying to go see right. piece of crap part 3 and part 4 like the, the networks like the studios, they listen to the audience, and the way we speak loudest is with our dollars or with our viewing time. Right. And you know, as long as people watch, 
I'm sorry, two and a half men, as long as people watch <laughs> two and a half men, that crap is going to keep getting made. Right. And, and, and who can well, blame good, the studio? And by the way, good thing it was his Ashton Jones who stepped up to Angus. Angus, Angus Jones oh, yeah. and told us what crap it was. Right. Oh my God, $350,000 an episode later. Is that show just cursed? Is there yeah. something in the water over there, Chris? I don't know. I filmed right next to it with Big Bang Theory, and it seems like uh, the water was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, let's let's just be grateful that for Kurt Sutter and for FX, yeah. which and to me, yeah. you know, and I, I know some of the people at FX, and and I always compliment them because although AMC has some great jewels, right, with Breaking Bad, with Mad Men, with Walking Dead, after that. Okay, I'm gonna get really trash this, but like Comic Book Men and like a lot of the other stuff they have, it's just nothing. Whereas FX, you've got Archer, you've got Sons, yeah. you've got the League, you've got you know, it's such a diverse slate of really quality programming. And I can't count how many times Mr. Sutter Justified. Too. Yeah, Justified. Um uh I can't count how many times Mr. Sutter has mentioned how wonderful an environment FX provides for the people who are the uh the content makers. Very well, and cool. as a fan, I mean, the fact that they've given them that extra half hour for these last five episodes because yes. there was so much to put out. Unprecedented. That's huge. Okay, but yes. great, great for FX, you guys. Yeah. But, but I get it because FX is getting the numbers. But great of, of Kurt Sutter and, you know, to, to say, hell yeah, let me let me have that extra half hour where, you know, we see a lot of these shows don't get that. They, they give you their 12. Right. We've made our commitment. And, no, you got to hang on a year and a half until we air our next 12. So and it's, as a it's viewer, very cool. that investment just gets so much stronger in that series because you're just continuing to watch and you, you hang on every last word because you know this is the last five minutes and then I only get another hour and a half. You know, it's, it's great as a viewer. And I think it's smart on the network uh, network's part too because it allows them to compete time-wise with uh, HBO and Showtime a Absolutely. little bit more. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, the standard one-hour format gets you, I think, 42 to 44 minutes Right. of content, whereas mm-hmm. if you do that an hour and a half, it gets you to the 55 to an hour range, which is what HBO shows mm-hmm. get to do every single time, every time. they right. do it. So it's great. So like, like let's uh, let's jump right into tonight. Um, let's, we'll talk about Tara and Jax at the opening. Um, and that's, of course, going to lead to Tara's deal with, with uh, Wendy, who we see is back in the picture. I buy that. I buy why she makes... The deal with Wendy and even Jack's kind of it seems like he understood he's like all right I, I get it because Gemma is someone that you don't want to see the kids with oh of course not and and I think the last conversation that we saw between Tara and Wendy Wendy isn't a junkie anymore she's cleaned herself up and she's she's sober and she was level-headed and she came at the situation not only as a mother, but as a person who knew where she had been and where she was trying to go and very honest. And I, I feel like as a mother, Tara really respected that now knowing that, God, who, who do I leave my kids with? God forbid I go to jail. Because it's, I mean, it's a very real situation for her right now. Right. I think with Wendy, there's a very, there's a really, and I'll get into it a little bit more later, but I think there's a very interesting parallel going on between Wendy and Clay. And I'll get to that parallel later when we talk about Clay. But I think you're right. It was completely believable Mm -hmm. that she would go to Wendy. It makes sense. Other than our exposure to her in the first season, she has been uh, she's been the sane one. Right. I mean, she's actually, in many sense, she's been almost like the audience. She's the one who lives in reality. Right. She's cleaned herself up. She's been doing the responsible thing. And she's got a kid in in this insane situation. So whenever she's been upset or angry or threatening even, you kind of got to sit back and go, well, 
She's and we we're saying that as we're sitting there. She's kind of got a point. Huge so I point. think it totally makes sense. And and when Tara says, you know, I've got nobody else. I think we forget that sometimes when we watch this show mm-hmm. that she really is isolated mm-hmm. within the sun. There's her and Jax, and that's really all she's got since she doesn't really have Gemma on her side anymore. She's not on Gemma's side anymore. Right. And and unlike Gemma, who had uh, all the underlings, whether it was a prospect, or they all looked up to her as the grand dame old lady. Yes. Yeah. Tara doesn't have that. You're right. She doesn't have a relationship with Chibs. She doesn't have a relationship with yeah. Happy. She doesn't have a relationship in the same way. That's, that, that's, a, that's a great point. It, it also, like, it speaks to the show where everyone is just making deals the lesser of two evils deals you know that mm-hmm. it's like okay well i'll deal with pope rather than deal with i don't know the cia i'll deal with with wendy rather than deal with Gemma. Uh, it, it's just so sad and we saw bobby do that tonight too right because right. it's all about it's about the gray areas and, mm-hmm. and that's what what i really one of the things i appreciate about the show so much is you mentioned bobby and the fact that he's got to find that area and you know it, it, the funny thing is is bobby Bobby tends, I think, over the seasons who have been the black and white guy. You know, it's yes. the club. Bring everything to the table. We got to do, everything's got to be above board, by son's standards, above board. But now we see him getting into areas where he's realized he's got to do backdoor deals. He's got to do this. And it's, it's just, oh, it's so rich. And it's so it rich. And, it's, and I love that you said it was gray. And, and you know, we'll, we're going to talk about Clay later. But I, it was good to see some gray from Clay because we've only really seen the bad of Clay this season. Right. And I felt like we saw more humanity, which actually could get him killed. But again, we'll we'll talk about that. But before we do, the marshal, uh, you know, played by Don Logue, reveals Still himself. Still so creepy. He reveals himself to be the sister, I mean the brother, of, of the woman who was killed and also reveals himself to be right. a retired marshal. And, you know, what was the worst thing that he said, I have to look through my notes, was one of his last lines about about being a marshal, he'd said something about oh oh the card is obsolete, and to me that just meant um, all bets are off. Like that's it. I'm not that law abiding. I'm now a loose effing cannon. And he's looking for a new job and a new yeah new thing <laughs> yeah. to do. And and we're reading this book which which was titled uh, Watch Fiends and Rack Screens. We did some quick research on right. it. And, and what did you find out? It was a uh, French, I believe, poet who was very, very, I believe from what I grasped quickly, um, it was very dark and he was walking a very fine line of sanity and craziness and he did end up in a mental institution and there's a lot of soul searching and done in the book and he is, it's very dark. And we see the guns and the drugs. The guns and the drugs, which, you know, we were talking about, I don't know if you were still with us, that... We don't think that he's not a U.S. Marshal because he chose not to be. I think that there's a lot more to him, which they may leads let him to go. all the drugs and the guns. And he obviously had a bit of sanity issue himself, which is, I think, why he was reading the book. Okay, this might be a reach, this observation. I'm probably going to get pounded by everybody for this. But I have to say, my feeling is when, when he first uh, approached Otto, to me, they looked very similar. And it was a little bit like, oh, this is weird. And all the similarities. And now seeing that book... I just wonder if Kurt Sutter isn't subtly putting this character out there as a, 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 a fun reflection of himself. Is he a genius or is he a madman? Because, you know, don't we hear that about him as an artist? We do. That, that well, a, I mean, and just know. following him on Twitter, you see that he's 
he's that kind of guy that you just kind of like, is he a psychopath right, or right. is he the coolest guy in the world? <laughs> and and you do, I mean, and I only follow him from Twitter. I've never met him, obviously, but you do think that about him. And so it is an interesting. And they look alike. And it's just, it's just, the, he's the beard and the way it's set up. I don't know. I think he might be having some fun there with that. And, and it's the actor, as you know, John, from uh, Dow of Steve. <laughs> Daniel, you know, he's a, he's a great actor. And so I, I, I knew when he came on that he wasn't going to be like a two or three episode right. arc. I, I think he's he'll be in for a while. And, I, and we have to go into next season. And he may be one of those people that, you know, starts new, um, much like with Drea coming in, Drea DiMatteo, mm-hmm. Wendy coming in last season. It was like, okay, I, we're going to try to go into a new direction right. to give the show some legs. Um, anyway, really, do I have to do this Amazon live read, Marissa? Can you just do it, or do you yeah. want Chris to do it? It's uh, Chris. It's almost holiday time. It is. No, it's, it's officially holiday. It is time. holiday it's time. We love this. It's, it's my favorite time of the year, I'm and I wish you were Christmas longer. Christmas lights. Yeah, I love it. I'm happy. People are nice. They're generous. They are, and you know what? I feel like, I, and I've seen it more this year than I've ever seen it in my life. There was Black Friday, and then Cyber Monday, which I didn't even know existed until this year. But a lot of people are doing their shopping online. They don't want to deal with the stores. They don't want to deal with the lines and the, the craziness that was Midnight Madness at Walmart. Um, but if you're going to do your shopping online, AfterBuzz would really appreciate it if you just go to AfterBuzzTV.com, and there is an Amazon banner. And if you click through us, we it just helps us out, keeps the lights on, doesn't cost you anything more, and Amazon praises you for it. So shop on, send us some gifts because it's <laughs> yeah. holiday time. Well, send some <laughs> gifts to Crystal. Size ten shoes. Really? Ten. Yeah, yeah, Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And you guys have like a lot of lights to keep on. We do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Folks. There's a lot of lights everywhere. Yeah. Welcome to. TV. I'm sitting on a light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So now, moving on to the... All the deals. Yeah, the jet. Well, let's go to the vote at the table. So we have a vote that uh, for Clay. Let's bring it to vote. And, you know, Bobby has orchestrated something in the... in the. He's orchestrated, at least so far as we know, is that he's, he says we need to, you know, bring it to vote now, Jax. I- and, and Clay's going to... Uh, he's going to tell everyone... What he did with the nomads. While it was happening, I kept saying, I can't believe that Bobby went behind the club's back and Jax's back. Being that he's the VP and he stood for Jax for so many things, that he went behind Jax's back and made this deal with Clay. I was, I felt like I was being betrayed personally when he did that. Like I really took that to heart. Did you not buy it in his character? I didn't. I didn't understand. And I was outraged and I was upset up until the later conversation but during the vote even when they decided to let him live i still felt like they were all ready well, to one, kill juice well well bobby is the only one who decided to let him live right which so bobby was ready to kill juice two okay weeks ago. okay so it's great that we have you know john you you and chris here help us with this so why do you buy the fact that bobby makes this deal with clay to to basically save him. You know, I, I, I don't know if it's necessary to save Clay. I think it's almost like one of those self-fulfilling prophecies and that Bobby, it seems his biggest fear is Jax becoming Clay and Jax going down that road and having the and gavel. And that's what tam- uh, Opie had said. That's yes. what the gavel does And that's, do. what it, that's what it seems like Bobby is doing everything he can to prevent, yet 
every decision has consequences and everything is happening and uh he's beginning to see that spiral out of his John what do you think it makes absolute 100% perfect sense and I buy it completely we mentioned a bit earlier Bobby is the one guy more than Jax more than Clay who from the beginning of this show has been the one to want to maintain for lack of a better word the integrity of what the club is the spirit of what the club is to protect the club and what it means and what it represents and it, I, as an audience member, completely buy the fact that he saw keeping Clay alive and making that deal because of what it will do to Jax, like you were mentioning, as an integral part, an important part of keeping everything together because he sees everything flying apart. And let me add this, too, because I was thinking about this as we were watching the episode tonight. <laughs> I'm going to draw a parallel between Sons of Anarchy and Entourage here for a second. Okay. But, but follow me for a second. I, no, with you. No, I cable, can't wait to hear it. I'm cable to cable, I'm good. It has been said that one of the main reasons Entourage was so popular is that it was lifestyle porn. People liked mm-hmm. it because they liked to watch the lifestyle, the Hollywood parties, the glitz and the glamour, the life we get to live every day. <laughs> you know, that's what it was all about. And, and when the show was weak was when they got away from that stuff. And that's when the interest in the show started to wane. I find... That Sons of Anarchy is a lot like that from the beginning of the show. It's, it's it, for guys like us. I think a lot of it is lifestyle porn. We love the idea of the brotherhood, of the unity, yep. of always having somebody's back and nobody knowing somebody's got your back at the same time. That you'll die for somebody, you'll kill for somebody, whatever. That no matter what happens, you got that core group. And I think we love that so much. And one of the struggles I've had with the show this year, as, as much as I've loved the show this year, one of the the aching pieces of my heart has been. That brotherhood has, as through Bobby's eyes, has been fractured. It's been weakened. It's not been there this year. You haven't seen that type right. of brotherhood there. And I think when Bobby is desperately trying to hold those pieces together, I completely buy him doing this move. Absolutely buy it. He, I, I wasn't buying it until he explained it to Jax, and he, right. exactly. and he said to Jax, um, "If you take out, go, if you go, just go killing a guy yourself." First time it's hard. Second time it gets a little easier, a little. Easier. And it, it, and you know, even the um, in the mob, it was like John Gotti when he killed. He was the first one to kill a boss, right. and pretty much that's when it all started falling apart. Because once you start doing that, then it's just easy that anyone can say, "Oh, okay, let you know." Any guy, can, soldier, can say, "Okay, well, let's just kill Phil," and then Marissa will take over after Buzz, right, Marissa? <laughs> Right? Absolutely. So that, yeah, <laughs> no, that that's not what you're supposed to do because then it becomes too easy. Then the next person kills you too easy and so on and so on. And so I, I, I loved that explanation from Bobby and then I, I bought it because... That's when I bought it too. Because it, it would when keep When it became going. about Jax and the club and the integrity and the brotherhood and getting it back to where it started, that's the minute that I bought it. Mm. But before that, I felt like I was being personally deceived by him. <laughs> like, I took it so personal, I can't believe... And I mean, any of the viewers know, and you may not... I, I hate Clay. I cannot wait to see the day that there is no Clay, and I know that I may not see that day, but I'm ready to see him go. I'm ready to see the destruction that is him leave so i mean for me it was still? just so personal yeah mm-hmm. okay okay well with clay you know what i'll wait till we get to clay let's talk about you know clay gets removed he gets the crap beat out of him and by the way like i i think what bobby did was smart because you you he is a cancer get him out of the room yeah get him away from the politics get him away from the vote unfortunately you know He's not far. He may not. He's not far enough away. Maybe he did right. need to just die. I don't know. But it seemed like that was the right thing to do. But we see Clay ball his eyes out 
And uh, I, I don't know. I guess I, I enjoyed that. To me, it made him a little bit more gray and not this just, I don't know. It made him more human to me. Oh, I, I completely agree. Like, to me, the last couple of episodes, Clay has become one of my favorite characters on TV. The, just the last couple episodes, and here's why. My favorite kind of story are redemption stories. Um, whether you go back to, like, the first Lord of the Rings film, my favorite character in, the, in all, ever since I was a kid reading the books, has been Boromir, the character played by Sean Bean in the first Lord of the Rings. Even though he's out to kill, you know, and get the ring for himself and his father and all that kind of stuff, at the end, he dies trying to protect the hobbits. You know, he takes the 18 arrows in his chest and, he's, and he dies for them. There's something about the idea of somebody who's fallen so far that wants to redeem themselves. I thought you were going to go more of a Schmeagle route. <laughs> that would be a little that, bit of a different direction, wouldn't it? That's, that's, yeah. No, but I even... Okay, this is another obscure reference, but Doc, Doc Octopus in the Spider-Man movies, at the very end, his last action was... He he, he was like, wait, I'll be, we'll, it was for something selfish. He goes, we're going to be remembered as... as uh, I'll be remembered as a madman. And remember, he steps up and kind of saves the day and then perishes. Well, but every villain at you. the end of every Spider-Man movie does that. Redeems actually. himself? I yeah, can't remember believe that you guys yeah. all buy that he's really trying to redeem himself. Well, no, well that's, uh, he's that's at least saying he's going in that direction. It doesn't seem... Well, I think, I think what Kevin points out, though, I think proves it. When he's alone in that room and, and no one is there for him to put a show on for, he breaks down into tears and cries. That's, that's one I think really legitimizes it for me. Yeah, see, I don't buy it. I think that he just is sad because he's lost everything that he worked so and hard for, and now he has to start over from scratch. But he is. But okay, <laughs> Which he's okay. doing. True, but he is honest with Gemma. Again, and that, you know, if, if he were a game player, I would think he would have held the cards really close to his vest, and he would not have mentioned to Gemma that he's... he's and when he was talking... Remember, a couple episodes back, or was it last episode, when Clay was talking to Romeo, he was trying to talk Romeo out of taking Jax out. He was. He, was, he was actually trying to mm-hmm. save okay, Jax, right? which really he weird. Did. He did, which and, was very strange. And I didn't know if that was strategy, but, but according to you, you think it was decency. <sighs> I hesitate going so far as to call it decency, but I think it showed a change of heart, that he realized... How badly he had fallen! How how much he had screwed everything up! Chris, what do you and, think? Yeah, I wanted to come back from it. I just love the character of Clay. I, I find him fascinating it's to brilliant. watch. I mean, it's a character that leaves you guessing at every turn whether he's being sincere. Is he contrite? Um, does he want to move past who he was, or is he going to just try to reclaim it and burn whoever stands in his way? I, I don't mind him trying to so. reclaim the throne. I just need moments of gray. I need moments of him with Juicy, which I felt he was being genuine with. Again, I, I thought yeah, that was I a nice moment. He gave him the gun. He, you know, he could have killed him. He could have said that, geez, you looked up in the attic and saw my records. He also gave the, whatever those records are, he, he gave them to Gemma. I was thinking to myself, is this proof that he's Jax's really dad? And is he giving this to Gemma saying, I won't sell you out. I won't tell. I still will hold this secret. Whatever it is. I think you're absolutely right. I think you're 100% right. And I think the only reason why he's being honest with Gemma is is facts are facts. He, he loves her and he can't do a lot of things without her. And the second that he, in his mind, lost his presidency, his leadership, his game, she found Nero. And so I feel like he was honest with her because he wanted her to know, this is what I have going. This is the plan that I have. I'm going to do this with the Irish. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be able to get back to that game, back to that leadership, and I want you beside me. And I think that's the only reason why he was honest with her because without that game, I don't feel like he has anything to offer Gemma anymore. 
But I think one of the things you got to keep in mind too is that one of the great things about Sons of Anarchy is they stay consistent. You know, they don't have a character's one thing one day and something completely different the next. And to me, one of Clay's defining moments in the entire series that I always go back to in my head when watching all the stupid stuff he does. But it was, I think it was the end of season three with the white supremacist where, where uh, Gemma got raped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Season you know, two. He, it was season two. He's about to take his revenge. He's got the ringleaders about to take his revenge. He hears that Jax's son has been taken. Right? right. And, the, and he stops. He gets down on the phone and says, no, we're leaving. They hadn't finished off the guy that they, they were there Great to kill. Point. And right. he, says, he says this. He goes, someone took my grandchild. Someone took my grandson. That's it. Boom. We're gone. Right. And, you know, that was Jax's son and See? stuff like that. And, and, Did you hear that? But then he tried to kill her wife. His wife. Yeah, no. He has done so much bad stuff. He's done, <laughs> there's no denying Sorry. that. But I think there is that gray. There I is. think that gray is there that... That that is the core of who he is, and I think he's forgotten it and is starting to remember it again. You know, Clay said earlier this season that he's a simple guy. I mean, he's simple, simple needs, simple ambitions, and that that seems true to me, anyways. And by the way, it begs another point when he says grandson. Is it truly a biological grandson? I was I didn't want to say that, but I I think so. I think I never really considered that till you brought it up, and I. And now, to me, it makes complete sense. We started talking about it the minute they said there were birth certificates in the safe. Right. The minute they said that, I was like, both of us, could could Clay be the real yeah, father? Because what a wrench that would throw in everything that Jax is trying to stand for right And now. I'm trying to kill my father. Like, that, yeah. like so, so Shakespearean. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, obviously, we're going to get to... Nero and 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 the Irish deal and every and, and everything else. Oh wait, we should talk. We we've talked about Jacks, Jackson Pope and Jackson the Irish before, right? I love Jackson Pope's conversations. There's just something so regal about Pope the way that he speaks, even though we know he's a horrible man. Right. There's just the the things that he says are always so profound and so smart, and he just seems to make sense. And the fact that Jax is now going to him for advice, it just it's it's. It's kind of breathtaking for me to see this this go down between two thugs and gangsters and that are trying to do all these bad I, things. They I, just... I guess I'm the only one that I, I have not forgiven Pope for what he did. And I, I, I don't know. I'm rooting for Clay. I'm rooting against Pope. I'm well, not forgetting all the bad things Pope did. I'm not rooting for Pope. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of blown away at the way that they talk to each other and the things that he says. I mean, Pope's brilliant. He's brilliant in the way that he does things. And the, the respect that Jax shows him is a little mind-blowing to me. Because he's fairly new. It's not the Irish that have been around forever. This is a new guy. Well, okay. well he's seen what he's capable of. And he's seen the reach that Pope has. And he, he yeah. knows wh- what Pope is. And uh, Pope has his own means. You know, I mean, he has his own motives. And uh, Inter- interesting though the conversation with August his his number one are Pope's you number one. Are patient? Jack, Jack's conversation. Him. So you've been around a long time. Are you lo- seven years? I think it was seven yeah. years. Or se- I, don't, I forget the number. Seven, but since, he seven, seventeen. Seventeen. since he was seventeen. Since he was seventeen, and he says, "I you know so so you loyal patient." Then leaves him with that. Yeah. What do you guys make of that? I, well, that was that was a crack in the door to something we're going to see later on. Absolutely. I mean, something is going to come later on. But it, let me throw a grander blanket over all of this. Um. The mentor, men- the mentor relationship that that Jax has with Pope right now—it's all a ruse. It's all a game that I he agree. is playing. And I think the number two guy, that line when he says, "Or are you just patient?" That tipped his hand. He is playing at right. something. Jax at his core—he's got all these other issues going on. Yes, but everything he's ever done in this show is to, be, to protect the club. There's no way he's forgiving letting 
that that his guy's daughter get burned right. in front of him. There's no way he's forgiven Opie getting killed in prison. Right. That none of that is sliding. He is playing him, and I think this is all going to come to a head next time. And I and so now by you just saying that, it makes perfect sense that he he gets to maybe keep the deal with Charming Heights. Because August runs the deal, he does business with August, and out goes Pope. Just like we saw the the bait and switch getting in the Asian gun runners for inside of the Irish, he's switching right. things in and out. That's Jax's motif this season. He's going to switch something in and out, and I, I just see, I just don't see him. Look, I could see him getting over the thing with takes his daughter. I could see for somehow, some way in his head justifying that and getting past it. He does not justify. He okay. cannot get past the death of Opie in the prison. Agreed. No way. Agreed. No, no it, I agree on that. It's had such an effect on him. You know, it was interesting. Jack said, I will not be the man my... I will I will be the man my father tried to be. Hmm. And so, you know, I thought... I'm wondering if, even though he doesn't know it, if the subtext of that line isn't, I, won't, I, I will be the man that Clay tried to be. You know, like Clay. You know, Clay ran the club one way, and I'm I'm gonna run the. You know, because I think he's he didn't know that. I'm just saying. I'm wondering if that's a Sutterism. You know, I Chris, you can't answer because I know you know what's up. <laughs> I so, think you're right. I mean, so. I'm on record. I think you're right. Well, just what we know already. Um, I I think the records were really only important to the fact that those were proof that Clay had nomad involvement. That's the only thing I see those records being pertinent. Now, I don't know what happens in, you know, seasons down the line. You guys may be on to something big. Ah. But I don't get the same feeling. Gotcha. All hmm. right. That's very interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, uh, let's talk about Jax and goes to deal with Galen. And he's about to make a deal with Galen and things are going well and bang. In comes Danny Trail saying, Pope said... X, Y, and Z. Saying mean things about each other, I must say. <laughs> yes. yes. The Irish and Mexicans say very mean things they're about not, each other. They're not very good friends. No. Which I didn't catch on to any of that until you said, what do you mean? This is, th- it makes complete sense. And I was like, I don't understand. I didn't catch any of that because I didn't even think back to the conversation between Popes and Jax where Jax asks advice on Clay. And I, I didn't think back to that at mm. all until... He said, use a proxy. Yeah. So Revenge by proxy. Payback by proxy. Payback by proxy. So have we seen that payback yet? Have we seen the proxy yet? I mean, no. no. We saw, obviously, Wendy be taken, but... We also see at the the end that the Irish are not done, and there's going to be retaliation. And obviously, they are wanting to set it up so that Clay is the retaliation. Okay, but wait, but are you saying that this all somehow came about through Pope's advice? I mean, you're saying that Jack's or- orchestrated I what went down with Danny Trejo. I think and all the, the connection was that uh, Romeo says something about we talked to Damon Pope. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an interesting line as well. Do you think Jax knew about? No, no. That, I, that I think Jax wanted nothing more than that day to go as he had planned, <laughs> and then the right. first original wrench that Bobby threw in it caused a domino effect. Right. In that they had to walk into the barn without Clay for the last deal, and that the uh, you know the Henry Lynn not being able to accommodate the the weapons order right away right. was something that went wrong. And then things just kept going wrong, and then it ended with the bloodbath in the barn, as the historians call it. 
and and, and putting them way behind the eight ball financially and in so mm-hmm. much yeah. so much more trouble. Um, and by the way, the first bloodbath we've seen that I didn't care about. Usually, I'm like <laughs> so upset and horrified, and I was just like, I mean, no one really died, but Romeo's no. guys, and I don't really care about that. But we made really <laughs> bad enemies and an Irishman. Guys. Yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. Irishmen. Cop I'm bullets. over them too. Well, but that's bad for the Suns. It is, it's not especially multicoastal. Uh, not good for the Suns. No, but you know what is good? iTunes. iTunes I love our great. iTunes page. It's yeah. my favorite page to visit. Thanks to Chris Lee, we get five star ratings. Nothing to do with only, me. only. You know, it's only. I think uh, Marissa. I think it's only Scandal that right has more ratings and and than yep. we do. Okay. More five star ratings, but pretty cool. And yeah. we thank you guys, and we ask you to keep going there to keep giving us ratings and comments and um, questions. We like those too. And a lot of you guys have great observations as well. Yeah, and we've been getting lots of emails as well, which is great. And yes. I love reading through the comments on iTunes because it's it's so interesting to see what other people, how they view us viewing the show. It's it's a lot of fun to see people relate. Oh gosh, you read comments about you? I do. You're brave. I do. <laughs> You're very brave. I, I stopped after my first review of a play. Our iTunes, our iTunes listeners are great. I have to say we have, I mean, of course there's the people that don't have the great feedback, but I mean, we learn from it and not mess up and sorry, we mess up names sometimes. Yeah. Oh, cause we, yeah. And then because we got cut out the first time that, that, uh, they went over in time. Our DVR didn't catch the last literally two minutes, and we took a lot of heat for that. But we didn't want to not do a show because of two minutes. Right. We wanted to give the best that we could and let everyone know that we missed two minutes. Keep going there. You can you can uh, write us info at AfterBuzz TV, and then also you know for you people that want to see how pretty Chris Lee is, you can go to Stop YouTube it. and Stop and it. give us comments there. And we like I said, we do appreciate it. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about Nero now. So Nero ends up. Back in power, he's back to kicking ass. He's given his orders, uh, and they, his okay, boys come to him that, and tell him okay, that they're getting pushed out. But let's out. talk about who his one of his boys are, which was a <laughs> weird gasp in the room. So we, we, you know, the white elephant in the room. We have to call to it. So Dave Navarro. Well, we knew he was coming on set. I mean, they've talked about it on Twitter. I've seen a lot of the press releases. I had no idea in what capacity he would come on set, and I did not expect him to be an essay without an accent. He had a slight accent. I mean, not an essay. He did not sound like one. Okay. It sounded uh, like he was trying to sound like one. He was a very <laughs> grammatically correct, I went to college essay. He yeah. wasn't like, he just, I love Dave Navarro. He, he runs the business side of things. Yeah. yeah. The books. Clearly. He went, he went to community college. He did. Yeah. Let me just say, I think it's awesome that Arby's gave uh, Navarro time off to come and do Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, to me, they've had some. That's the coolest. I was like, Marissa, <laughs> what are you doing? Alien attack! <laughs> they, this season has been like chalked with these really Randoms. weird, random cameos. Ashley Tisdale, Joel McHale. The, the Joel McHale one is the one that really jumped out and kind of smacked smacked me in the face. It did, but I thought he was great with it. He was. He was. I, I he was. It. They've all worked out. I, I, and and I, I guess I'm fine, but it just, I don't know. I, I don't know, maybe because I, I did this one, I just, this bummed me out. This was a, I actually uh, expected him to be a biker, not an essay. I'm glad he wasn't a biker. Yeah. This is even better, but it's just like, I don't know, really? It's well, you'll see him next week. Yeah. I, oh, I'm sure He's we're going to. Usually week. when they have a name, it's the, they're going to torture us with at least three yeah. episodes. So 
Uh, let's hope it's just two. Let's be <laughs> thinking. Anyway, he's not, a, cool not a big deal. Not he a big is deal. a very cool guy. He's a guy. cool dude. I've, By the way, he's not going to come on your set and be a dick. No, he, I'm going to tell you right now. That's he, true. So he's only going to be a cool dude. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've heard stories of people who come on the sets and yeah. dick it up. But uh, yeah, no, 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 not. no, not on your set. They won't happen. No, because and especially a guy like that because he's admitted that, you know, career-wise he's stalled. And they, the fact, when he did like that uh, uh, competition series as a judge, it was very difficult. He felt he lost his credibility in music. And now you see him on... You know, Reality Inc. or whatever. He's got like a, a bunch of shows. He's just trying to keep his name. Trust me, he ain't walking on your set being a dick. <laughs> so he might be a nice guy, but you, you know, or maybe not. But whatever, you you're only getting a nice guy. Yeah, with him on your set. So I've met him outside of a set, and he was very nice. So I will give him that. Again, and I don't say that no, 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 to many and people. And again, and again, just no, like I was his waitress. And all not nice everybody's nice and, to their waitress. Uh, okay, and you're not attractive. <laughs> It's nothing to do with it. Chris, I've been is she treated, attractive? I've been treated horribly. Right? Yeah, thank you. As is, a she, is she attractive? Uh, maybe. Come yeah, on just now. Slightly, Some slightly Come on and, now. and this is a guy who goes to all the the porn conventions or whatever. He loves his he loves his hot women, and of course he's gonna be nice to you. Anyway, but now that being said, I've actually <laughs> heard he's a nice guy. Yeah. So I will say that. But, I'm gonna think but, that's but, why but, he was nice to me too. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. that's so, what I'm gonna go oh, with. Maybe. You never know. You know. You never know. I got it, too. Uh, <laughs> you do. Anyway, so we'll probably just open ourselves <laughs> up to more hell. So, but interesting, Nero once again saves the club. Once yes. again, he's like, all right, I've got this. All right, I can come and save the day. And I just keep cringing. I'm like, Nero, stay away from the club. We're doing nothing good for you. But he admitted why. He can't get out of the game. My favorite line of the show, I always say my favorite line, you can't stay in uniform and not play the game favorite line of the episode. I love the one-liners, the, the oddities of them, and that one for me, it's just so true. And with all of these guys, you can't you can't wear the uniform and not play the game. And he, he can't get out. And He's enjoying it. Well, He's I like, liking it. He I has also, a chance. I also like that it wasn't just this altruistic move. He was like, I'm going to need backup now. I'm going to need your yeah. men. So, okay, so that made it work for me. Yeah, I started rallying the troops, figuring out what his next plan was, and making another deal with Jax. Because, I mean, the club can provide good things for his crew as well. I mean, right. they already have throughout the series of the show. And it seems like he's got a small neighborhood, so the club, you know, to have the muscle of the club would be probably cool for them. Yeah. And and there's a lot of truth to that. When when you're in that kind of lifestyle and that kind of game, it, it's you don't just walk away from that because you want to buy a farm with your kid. I mean, there's a lot of truth to the fact that he it, you don't get out. As awesome as Norco is. Have you guys been to Norco? Mm -mm. I have a house right by Norco. You do? So, yeah. So you know how awesome <laughs> oh, Norco yeah. is. I love Norco. Norco, for those who don't know, uh, I know of three things in Norco, and that's uh, uh, cow farms, a shooting range, and cow farms. <laughs> and a lot of horses. And ho Which well, a lot of they're horses. on the cow farms. They <laughs> have to keep the cows in mind. Any tweaker? tweaker? I'm no farmer. Up Hello, Nero fits right in. Is cow it, farmer. Yeah. I Any mean, come on. Tweaker country? Are there tweakers up there too or not? Well, it's California. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. Usually those California places that are like away, uh, up and away, it's, yeah, it's unfortunately. It's but, you know, this is, I, I know I'm going to be the odd man out here. I really like Nero, the character. The, mm -hmm. There's something about him that is just infinitely likable. I have not been... To me, he's felt out of place, though, this season. I, I always feel like when he's there, he's this awesomely great character that I'm glad he's there on screen. But the narrative they keep trying to fit him in, it, it's just for me, it's, it's, it's never felt like he's fit this season. Or they haven't found a way to make his storyline really fit well with what's going on with the Suns. 
Um, and I think there is a way there. I think they just haven't found it. Like it just feels a little bit out of uh, out of sync for me, a little bit with Nero. And I, I, I wish I knew what it was. I, 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 I one hundred percent agree you with said you. Said that. I've said it. I agree. I love him as a character. He's Jimmy Stewart's a great actor. For me, it's felt a little bit forced. And there were a lot of times where Kevin had said, I don't think he's going to be around for much longer. I don't think he's going to be. And I'm like, no, he brings out the best in Gemma. But it, it is. He it's, does, but we're watching a tragedy. It's a stretch. But at the same yeah. time, I, I like the crutch that he's kind of been for the club and for Gemma. Yeah, he has served a pur- purpose. That Absolutely. Way. But, the, but I think that's one of the biggest problems. I've never really bought him in Gemma. I've never bought into that. Oh, see, I did. That did, you, did you not see that first episode with I, that crazy, like, slappy, you know... Sex scene. Yeah, sexiness. Okay, but yeah. then that's sex. I buy that. But the, but the fact that he has just mortgaged his life and, 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 and people he loved for her, I, I don't know. But we saw she had this effect on Clay. I don't think he's so, done it for her. You know. I don't think he's done it 100% for her. We know that she is the kiss of death. Like, there's no better way to describe Gemma than the Black Widow, the kiss of death. But I feel like he kind of just found her in the way of everything else. I feel like he's done it all for his crew and his lifestyle and his work. And she's just kind of been the pain in the ass that came along with it that he happened to fall in love with. Either and I way, believe, I okay. genuinely believe that she is in love with him. All right, I do. And we've talked about that. She's the most genuine with him. But yeah. you said something, kiss of death. She is. Okay, kiss I'm going to ask you guys something right now. It's go- going around the horn. Who got the kiss of death from Gemma tonight? Was it Clay or was it Nero? She kissed them both. Well, we have to save that for predictions. Okay, we'll save that for predictions. <laughs> but let me ask you this. then we was, get to predictions. Was she genuine? Was she... Well, we'll let's get into it right now. The Clay Clay goes and makes a deal with the Irish. We know Galen loves Clay. They're they're good old boys from back in the day, and he's like, "Listen, I'll run the drugs. I'll do a great job for you. Um, there's money to be made here. I'll make the money. I'll kick some back to the club. Everyone wins. I'm gonna put together a posse of guys. Just get, give me safe passage, old time's sake." The guys like Galen goes, "You know what? No problem. Hugs, hugs," and he's made himself a pretty sweet deal. Right. Um, Which she goes to Tig with. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, I mean, as a viewer, we know that Tig, he's very short-lived at this point. That The deal is, in order for Jax to work with Pope, that it's Tig's life. Mm. And as we've been hearing, it's tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow's the next episode and we find out where Tig stands. But to see Clay still going to Tig, and he, he actually thought about it. You saw the click in his head say could this work with me and Clay again? Like, I felt like you saw that. So why did Tig vote to kill him? Because he had to for Jax. Okay, and then why did he say, you need to come and be at the club for protection? And he's like, he, and when Clay goes, like, well, I, you know, I, I'm not supposed to be there. Or Clay doesn't, uh, Jax doesn't want me there. And he's like, well, I think who once, cares? Let's go. It doesn't I think matter. once the vote happens... Whatever the whatever the club says, that's what it is. That's how it works. Right? And you move past it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's so we're so we're over that. Right. And, and now Tig like, said you deserved what you got. Yeah. You deserved it. But at the same token, you're still he here. He never apologized I, for his vote. You. Right. He never apologized for exactly. That. So that's that's what. But you but made the question is the, the question that Kevin's asking, if I'm understanding you right, is yeah. so with the vote being done and all that kind of stuff being done, and knowing that Jax doesn't want Clay in the clubhouse, why does he then say? Yeah, come on, Clay. You're coming with us back to the clubhouse. I don't care if Jax doesn't want you there. It's part of Jax's play. I, I still firmly believe that Tig has a role in Jax's play against Clay. Whatever that play is going to be, however that works out, 
I think, it, which goes back to Pope's Chris, advice. I'll trade with you. You know, the Pope's advice about hero. payback by proxy. I think yeah, nice. TIG has a, a role to play in that. Uh, how much of a role or how much TIG knows or realizes it, I don't know at this yeah. point. See, they're coming back to the clubhouse thing because nothing happened with Clay at the clubhouse, and Jax, as soon as he saw him, was, what are you doing here? You know, he went red. Um, I think it, it goes more to Tig's sense of brotherhood to Clay. And I, I know so. there's a there's a lot of stuff that he hasn't forgiven him for. Right. But there's a lot of history there that I'm sure, you know, can't just go away. No, you're right. So, and I think that's also why you see him have that moment of can this work mm-hmm. when he brings up the Irish thing. Uh, but, I mean, we see in the end that Tig's loyalty is to Jax, and he, he makes that clear after everything's been done. So, you know, but it's interesting because, and we'll get into to predictions, but, you know, Clay could potentially grab Juicy, could grab Tig. He could really rearm himself and create a nice little unit. And it's interesting to see, you know, the sincerity of only wanting Gemma back yet, as he says that, he's preparing to go to Ireland to get guns and yeah. go back for the, the money and the power. So, I mean, it, that's why I love Clay. And he the right way, by giving the percentages to the sons and doing it the right way. He doesn't do anything the right way. There's such a master plan. I don't and know. This is, the last couple episodes are the only time where we've seen Jax be two steps ahead. Usually Clay is 25 steps ahead. And Jax doing all these deals and making all these things happen, we've seen him finally kind of step up. But I still firmly believe that Clay's master plan is, is not to just... Okay, I know this is going to be more predictions, but so remember it if it is. But, you know, the information he gave Gemma, does that come back to bite him? Yes. Well, uh, as far as boarding the plane... Well, I said it. He basically said every single step. I'm going to go to Ireland. I'm going with Galen. We have a private jet leaving at this time from this place. And we're going to go and make a deal and sell guns or whatever. And you just gift-wrapped all that info to now go... Two jacks. Well, let's yep. not forget this too. Right before that conversation, either right before or right after, you guys have to correct me where I'm wrong here. Jax walks into the office with with Gemma. It says, uh, "She says, hey, that was pretty rough today." He goes, "Yeah, I know, not the way I wanted to go down. Please sit down." Mm-hmm. And then we don't see the conversation. Right. We don't see what he wanted that. to sit down yeah. with her and talk to her about. There's something up. There is. Clearly. And, and, and it's all up to Gemma. It's in Gemma's hands. And remember when he called Juicy, he said, listen carefully. And we didn't hear that conversation yep. either. Yeah, it's, it's he's got something huge uh, in play here. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing, too. I don't want to go sick at the beginning, <laughs> At the <laughs> beginning of this season, worry. wait a second now. At the beginning of this season, if you had said to me, okay, uh, ask me, what are the chances that Clay dies? I would say maybe 1% chance, 0 to 1% chance. He's too important to the show. He's too key of a character. He's too awesome of a, of a character. And then Opie died. And when they did that, as much as it broke my heart, and I swore to the heavens how much I hate everybody involved with the making of Sons of Anarchy, yes. once I got over that, right. uh-huh. I realized this show, I can never think that I know what's going to happen. You can't. The moment Opie died, all bets were off. And you know what? I'm not going to say I think Clay's going to die. But if Clay dies next episode, I'm not going to fall out of my seat shocked. I'm not going to be shocked. It's just where he wants you to be. Right. That's what Kurt Sutter wants. (laughs) He has us Um, by the... uh, For me, I thought the tattoo removal was one of the most powerful, poignant scenes. The music that, you know, had a Western twang to it. And I've said all along, this is what I liked about Clay is that he's the old western gunslinger living by the old ways of the west and the new way is coming in 
and it played out perfectly to me with that music and and he still looks like he could kick the crap out of everybody in that room. Seriously. How monstrous. Is he? I was sitting this close with him uh, We were ta- when he was in Conan. And we were talking Conan. By this close, about five feet, we would say, right? What's that? About five feet for our audio. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Right? we were no, Maybe even three feet. Three okay. feet apart from each other. Okay. And we were talking about Conan. And, and I'm trying to remember all the questions because all I could think about is, this guy is a beast. Yeah. He's wearing this dress shirt. His dress very sharp, but all the buttons were straining because his chest is just like this yeah, big. So no, big. for Hellboy, the only makeup they did was the red and the horns. The rest is Ron Perlman. <laughs> Even the hand. Wow. <laughs> he is that big because you're a big guy too, Chris. You know, how tall are you? What are you saying? <laughs> no, big a, not that way big. No. You're about 6'2". Six, 6'6". Six, six. I'm 6'6". Six, six. Everybody on the show is kind of big. I mean, yeah. you, you know the stereotypes about actors being small, and that no. really isn't the case on our right. show. I have your, I I've six, never three, wanted to six, be on six. a set more than I wanted to be on Sons of Anarchy. Like, I've never. I've I've literally tried to find like, out who casts extras. People. I'm like, I will, no, I will be the I got, water girl. I tried to get us on set. I, I got the big oh. no. It's, we had, said, we no. had some really, really big people rejected from the set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll work for Crafty for the day. I don't care. I just want to. I just want to visualize the the set and not even because I want to know what's going to happen just because there's so many people that I respect on this show now and I want to see the writers and I want to see the directors and I want to see Kurt Sutter and I want to just see it in action not because I want to know what's happening I, I just want to see okay. it as a machine I was uh, let me, let's get back to the tattoo moment. I, Sorry. I I thought it was powerful I also thought it was brutal I felt really bad I know you don't care about clay but it was that was just tough. It was almost like an emotional raping. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised that they only blacked it out. I, I'm surprised. As that opposed to blow torch it out, th- or, or cutting. Or a lot of time out. they, no, they carve, carve it out. out. That was because, that was because he, he or they cut. He slices. failed to remove it. Remember, he was that guy was supposed to remove it on and his own. Yeah, your your first didn't. option is to get it blacked out. Right. That's 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 what the first thing is, and then if you don't. That's where the the more severe repercussions come in. The torch, the knife, cheese graters. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad you mentioned the music, too. Th- that is one of the, the unheralded pieces it's, of genius of the show. It's really another character in the show. It our really our music point. guy, Bob Teal, uh, is just unbelievable. I mean, he matches music with what you're seeing on the screen better than any show on TV. I, I, would, I don't hesitate to say that. I, I don't agree. know another TV show that does what Sons of Anarchy it's does. So powerful, and it's just as much as you know. A lot of the the best guys in movies do it. You know, and it's funny. We we John, we talk a lot uh, on this show and other shows, and we've heard even a lot in Hollywood that because TV series now have stepped their game up so much, because you're getting with shows like Sons, you're getting a movie a week. Mm-hmm. You're getting a 12-hour movie in a season of these shows that that's one of the reasons why movies are actually hurting now because it's like you know I hear people like why well, I don't need to go I, I have Breaking Bad I have Walking Dead right. I'm underwhelmed when you're talking about these awful cheesy movies that come out I'm you know I have people like no I, I just can't do it I can't go anywhere well I mean it, it, I always have this with, argument with friends of mine too I mean number one it, it's difficult to look at the total box office this year and to say that the film industry is struggling <laughs> because because it ain't um you know, when you look at having movies making a billion dollars, you know, worldwide. But here's the advantage. What people don't get is like, okay, television shows are better than movies. Uh, it's, it's an apples to orange thing. 
because for instance, if if you know my cousin came in and sat down, who'd never seen a, an episode of Sons of Anarchy, and watched tonight's episode, doesn't strike him as brilliant. Doesn't strike him as genius. Why? Because he doesn't have what we have. He doesn't not invested. Sees we we get to know over the course of. 20 plus hours of viewing these characters that right. they can build in the nuance they can do this they can do that with a film you've got to introduce invest have the problems have the solutions all that 100 minutes in right. 110 yeah. minutes yeah. in and out so there's two, two completely art forms really of doing that and that, and that just goes to the genius of sons they understand they, he understand right from the beginning that we don't have to blow our load in three episodes. We don't have to do everything in, in one five-minute conversation. We have years to craft this, to bake it, to bring it to mm-hmm. perfection. And, you know, and they do it so well. Yeah, I think, if anything, uh, TV's made it a little bit more challenging for uh, mediocre movies. Absolutely. In that if you don't put a ton into it, if you don't develop your characters immediately, if you don't have a great story structure to begin with, and if you're not visually exciting... Uh, it's harder than it was ten years ago before you had great TV on. Right. It seems like it's just made it a little bit yeah, more challenging. Yeah, and, and the, me- the movie business is definitely not hurting. But you're seeing what you're seeing is you've got Avengers, you've got Batman, you have these big giant films, and almost nothing else. You know, your ways you had much more diversity back in the day. Well, I mean, I d- like we talked. I about- just did a box office report right. uh, yesterday, okay. and 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 you know, we had seven movies make over twenty million dollars this weekend. I mean, that's 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 a lot. But here's the other thing to keep in mind with the quality of television. And it also goes to the quality of movies. I make this argument in movies all the time, too. Is My theory is low. There are some great, great television. <laughs> There's some great television out there right now. Sons of Anarchy, Dexter, yeah, I mean, the, the Game of Thrones. Supernatural, Game of Thrones, right. Grimm, things like that. There's some great television. But my argument would be this. If you go back 10 years, the, the ratio of great television to sucky television is probably the same it is today. There's a lot more great television, but there's 400 channels on my TV right now. So while you still ha- you have a lot more great television, you also have a lot more ass-awful television. And same with movies. I mean, like 15 years ago, you maybe had 105, 120, 130 wide-release films a year. Now we're in a year where we're going to have like 400. Mm. You know, they get some type of theatrical exposure. So, of course, there's a lot of crap theater out there. But there's also a lot of really good theater out there. Mm. So it's uh, it's understanding that the amount of content that's out there it's is crazy, that, which really makes it is. more impressive that shows like Son of Va- Sons of Anarchy can stand out so well. Right, with all the content. Yeah, you're right. And when you talk about those 400 other channels, you know, that next tier... Like Ion, and I don't want to pick on stations, but there's some stations. Oh well, Ion sucks. But you, you see, suck. But you <laughs> see, but you see, and you literally are watching, and and it's stuff that they've plucked off of YouTube. Even the quality is just abysmal. The qual, like the texture, the look of it is yeah. is standard definition and and half blurry. And I'm like, oh my god, this is they're really broadcasting this. So, anyway. It makes me appreciate shows like this that from everything to the lighting to the makeup to the clothes to the music to it just makes you appreciate the well-oiled machine that Suns has become and and like well, it makes me so much of a bigger it, fan. It's an example of when it's done right. Yeah. You know, we're seeing it. It's 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 and done right and it's getting writing. the numbers. Thank God. It's God, getting the, the numbers. Brilliant writing. It is but it's getting the numbers. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're seeing some other great shows aren't quite getting the numbers and we're yeah. afraid as fans that the, they'll pull the plug. So this is great. And the last uh, scene was Jax against Wendy, 
And I know, Chrissy, you were... Horrified. And I actually wasn't. I was actually with Jax on that one. All I could think really? of was yes. Jax... Really? Wow. I was with Jax on that. All I could think of was Jack saying to Bobby, you can't sit in this chair without being a savage. That's the only thing and, I heard while a, he did and that. And a savage, a savage would have just blown her head off. Oh, just I figure out what, I, I almost think that it's worse in regards I to... I do too. To, well, because being a junkie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he just ruined She's her life. She's worked so life. hard to get yeah. past that. We'll put her back in therapy. It'll be fine. Nah. <laughs> Listen, no, she did it once. She'll do it back again. She gets to keep her life, but you know what? She wasn't going to keep her mouth shut. She's going to make all trouble. It's but also, he had to do. I don't know if he could kill her and not get rep- repercussions from it. I mean, uh, she's been around him. I think killing her w- would put too much heat back onto it. I think that he was trying to figure out the worst he can do and get away with. Right. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's one of the toughest scenes I've seen on I the show. I agree. Me it too. killed yeah. me because, because it's a, you want to like Jax and you want to you want to empathize with him, and then he does when he did when he does that. It's just that she was totally going to take him down. But but as we pointed out earlier, she she I mean did, she was right. One hundred. She was yeah. right. It's not she like has she the was child's that best exactly. Your kid, her. her kid yeah. was kidnapped. She got kidnapped. Her child is in this atmosphere of violence and could be killed any day. I mean, she's the one who is right in this. It's yeah. not like she was the emotional crazy woman. But she also, but the, the other scary thing is the fact that she is a junkie and she could easily go back to the pipe or and the, that's or what the that's all jacks will ever and, see her as, and that's what i'm saying and he's, he's like okay so you're right but you are what you are the greater of two evils i'd rather yeah. have her with us than with you because you're a junkie yeah i think well, he'd rather have wasn't. have the kids with him because he's selfish power like which most. is understandable yeah. he's, yeah. he's the dad but i agree, i agree with chris so much this no, was the first moment this was the first moment i've ever had in this show for in the years i've been watching it that i ever Thought to myself, I don't like this guy. Has anyone too. ever been okay? Has anyone ever been in the hospital on morphine? Yeah, it's awesome. It is fantastic. It okay, is, so all I, I could get over was like, let's enjoy the high. <laughs> no. We'll go through therapy. <laughs> we'll do our steps. We'll be back. I have such Just a everything high will time. be fine. We enjoy your moment in the sun. That's it. Bigger fish to fry. No. And here's the here's the other catch to this too. I think ultimately, when Tara finds out what Jax did, Done. he's he's She's going a, to think he's going to think. I'm, this is showing to her what I'll do to protect us and our family to give her a great life. She is going to see that as a move of a monster. She's going to yes. be spooked. I think it's going to push Absolutely. her away. She's going to think he's getting more like Clay, which he is, because sobriety is a huge thing. And for me, that was almost as hard to watch as Gemma I being know, raped. I know, you really gasped. I do. The Gemma raped no, killed. Right. That That's was a great the, example. The, the second yeah. hardest thing that I've ever had to watch on Sons, and it was exactly your point, the first time that I ever looked at Jax Teller and said, I do not like you as a person. Yeah, so Because brief. I've always loved and supported the decision. You've got to get behind Clay. Not tonight. you got to get on Team Clay. Not going to happen. <laughs> not um, going to happen. So let's. we should go to, I think, to predictions, right? Yeah. And now, almost as scary as my cell phone ringer. It yeah. sounded the same. That's why I was like, what is that's Marissa our, doing to me? That's our the announcer of our network, Sir Richard Wentworth. And, it, and a year later, I still like laugh every time yeah. I hear it. Um, okay. So, I know, John, we'll start with you. What happens next week? 
Um, I think we see Jax's plan, or his ultimate plan for Pope. I think uh, I think Pope dies next week. I'm, I'm really stretching here. I think Pope dies next week. I think uh, Clay does not leave for Ireland. I think so, but I don't think he's going to die. But like I said earlier, I'm, I'm not going to fall on my chair if he does. But I think something is going to come into play here. Part of Jax's plan for for Clay, but that will keep him in charming. Chris, you can't say probably. I think <laughs> you guys are going to be blown away until the last second of the of the thing. It's, yeah, you said that. It's. Uh, wow. Can you please come back next week with us? I don't hold can't. my hand. Where, Damn where, it! You're not. You're filming next week. I, well, I already promised that I was going to have a thing in my. Place. Oh, at you your house. Do that, then. You guys are welcome. I don't have as many lights. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy, what happens next week? Um, I think that Gemma is giving Nero the kiss goodbye and going to go with Clay, which saddens me because I, I did really have hope that Gemma was going to come back. Um, and I think that Tara goes to jail. Wow. Okay. Oh. Uh, I, I, I'm all over the place with this. <laughs> I, no, it, it's because you guys all have me confused and thinking. I, I, I agree with John that Pope dies. And usually per... <gasps> no, I'm always going to say this is I, I talk about on all these shows. There's a trend that each season of these dramas they build up this one villain, and he gets taken out, and then next year we'll have a new villain. I think I think Pope gets his comeuppance. Uh, I'm I don't I hope so anyway because I I want to see him go down. I don't want to deal with him for another season, but I don't know that could make sense. I think Clay does get away because I think when you come back next season you have more time passes and you could have clay totally in a different space which would create much more drama like who knows how powerful he'd be if we if we cut to a year later a year and a half later where how far along he'd be how many more weightlifting scenes can he <laughs> with it <laughs> no what, what he could build up with the irish what he could do like what he could do on his own will he go back to prison and see sunny and get some more insight then we I'd have like that. to see that. We have that as well. I then like we, and then, by the way, we have this crazy sheriff. Who knows if someone doesn't get cr- caught in the crossfire? Yeah. And who knows if? T- I mean, I, I, I guess I don't know. My predictions is I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I just predict. <laughs> I'm excited to watch next week. I can't wait for next week. So you know what, you guys, Chrissy, thank you as always. But uh, uh, John, thank you, John. Yeah. Where do we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Campia. Okay, and C A M P E A. Correct. Okay, J O H N and. Chris, my Twitter handle is Chris Reed six one nine six one nine. Yeah, San Diego baby. That's it. Uh, w- Marissa, where do we find you? I am still at Marissa Movies. All right, we're gonna change that <laughs> next week. We need it to be Marissa TV, you guys. It's, it's she's a little. I know John likes the whole movie in, but you know. Uh, and Chrissy, as usual, where do we find you? At Chrisley. At Chrisley, at K R I S I L Y. Wow, you got your first name. Yeah, well, That's there's not many sweet. of me. Because yes, yeah, I got, got lucky. a great name. Got a great name. You guys, thank you so much. Thanks to our guests. And uh, oh my God, how do we get through this next six days? And if anyone can figure out what Dorothy means, yes. tweet us, email <laughs> yes. us, anybody, iTunes us, anyone, anyone, Bueller. Yeah, uh, the 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 title for next episode is really great. I would look into that one. I'm ready. All right, we're on the case. All right, Marissa, take us out here. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. 
Bless you, man. Expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.